Spags, this is our second to last show before a weekend of football. It, it is coming to an end. Wait, our second to last? It's our last show. No, then we'll have Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't. I honestly wasn't paying attention to what you said. <laughs> so great cold open here. It's God time to dig into the Cowboys Championship weekend. We got Justin Freeman from Run the Sims on today's show. So we are going to be running all the Sims. Pete's dusting off the randomizer wheel to do some interesting showdown lineups because that's what Run the Sims does as well as anybody out there. And of course, we're going to have some ride or die picks for the conference championship game. So Pete, hit that intro. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun, where our guests feel like they're walking into a fight between a couple. I am Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Pete Overset, and today, here we are joined by our good pal, Justin Freeman. Justin, how are you doing? Uh, it's good. You guys clearly are mailing it in here as we hit the home stretch of the season. Uh, you're down to the bottom of the barrel of your guest list. Let's just let's go ahead and get the show on the road. No, we've been trying to book you all year long. I want Justin. He's not selling himself short here. Run the Sims, a great site that you've heard Pete talk about a lot on Pete's YouTube channel this year. And I'm excited to get Justin on here because we we missed you, buddy. You have been uh, quietly working, pulling the strings in the back on the Discord, telling us some ombudsman things, and we're glad to finally get you on. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun season, a long season. Like it, it's weird. I don't know if you guys felt this way. Like the week the the week eighteen matchups. Like it just felt like the season was exactly one week too long. Yeah. Um, and, and and now it's like the playoffs at least is a bit of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that all here, but make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you go follow Justin at Justin Freeman 18 on Twitter. Also, go check out the Run the Sims content as well. We're going to talk more about that in a second. And also, make sure you go over to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. 99 cents a week are the data packages on there. Lots of great ways to go make yourself some money over at Football Outsiders. So go check them out. And uh, it's not on the screen, but uh, we do have that deal going over at Underdog where if you use the promo code SPLASH, you'll get yourself a $100 deposit match or up to a $100 deposit match over there. Jamar Chase, they have an easy pick to put on your pick slips on underdog right now. Over one receiving yard for Jamar Chase. So I would take something catastrophic for him not to hit that, you would think. So go play over at underdog. Use that promo code SPLASH and not that, that unseemly promo code Pete that Pete, we just don't believe in anymore. No, yeah. You know, separation of church and, and promo codes here on uh, on Splash Play. The uh, I don't I already use my uh, underdog free line. They basically were going to do a new one each week. But if you use it, you don't get the, the new one. Uh, so I was actually looking at the regular Jamar Chase prop, which I believe it was kind of tricky because it's 89 and a half, both rushing and receiving yards. Um, I had seen the ETR bros put out a, a prop on taking the under on 89 and a half, just receptions. But once you factor in, uh, or receiving yards, but once you factor in those end rounds that, uh, Jamar chase has been getting, then it gets a little scarier. The other rounds are always able to get you there. And we want to talk to Justin a little bit about um, what's going on around the Sims. But I do have one important question, Justin, that we won't spend as much time on as yesterday. Where do you stand on the great Wordle debate that Pete is now digging his heels in against for seemingly just for engagement farming? Uh, yeah, at this point, I feel like there's been too many days of Wordle that I've not participated in to, to dive in at this point. So I'm firmly on the outside looking in 
on the great world debate. I, I won't comment on the toxicity of the world community that Pete likes to chime in on. Yeah, I, I'm pretty uh, um, ambivalent on that sort of thing, but I have not fired up uh, Wordle yet. I have a feeling I'd like it if I did it, but but not so far. Pete, what are you thinking? Because now you've seen the reactions here. We did a stream yesterday, Justin, where I had Pete do his first Wordle live on the show. And I, I did help him out here, gave him a little pat on the head, gave him some advice, knowing what the word was. But you've seen the engagement that you're getting, Pete, and it does seem like, feels like mixed reactions to your uh, your negativity, to the toxicity that exists on the Wordle, the Wordle platform. Yeah, I just had to fire off another tweet. Um, a lot of people seem to think doing wordles is a personality trait. So <laughs> I'm I'm going hard after the wordles community. I'm sick of their bullshit. I'm sick of people sending me wordles. Um, ha has anyone gone full heel yet and just done spoiler wordle like wordle account <laughs> where they just like tweet out the the wordle of the day? I haven't seen it. I know that I we talked about it on yesterday's show that I accidentally did that while replying to a friend. So not even like in the timeline itself, not even saying the word Wordle in it. And um, somebody found it and then got mad at me. So I presume that would not be well received and you would probably get some very uncomfortable death threats. Yeah. You know what? I, I am willing to I, I'm what I'm I'm going to battle against the Wordle heads. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, stay clear of me and my Wordle sword. Joshua Marino, I don't even know what Wordle is. Am I a boomer now? Uh, I should have watched yesterday's show, Joshua. I thought you were one of our regulars after we gave you a pack on one of the last streams. But um, yeah, I I thought it was funny because I, Pete, I assume you muted the conversation, but I was kept getting replies and I was like, oh, Pete must be so fucking annoyed that I tagged him in my Wordle play today. Dude, I've muted so many people these past 24 hours. I mean, if I get tagged in a Wordle thing, you're just muted into uh, into the abyss. <laughs> Uh, Justin, tell us what's going on over at Run the Sims. I know you're rolling out some new products. I don't know if there's formal announcements that you uh, have put out yet on that, but uh, you're running a lot of Sims over there. You're doing a lot of betting products as well. It feels like you are really doing stuff that I'm really designed to give people the value that they need rather than just come, you know, the sleight of hand that some other betting sites out there might give people. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, as we kind of hit the end of the season, we're starting to turn our eyes towards like what's next. And, and for us, that's really dialing in this NFL product and, and trying to make our optimizer work even better and, and try to kick up the number of bells and whistles to make it uh, more competitive with what some of the other sites are doing out there. Uh, I think we've had a phenomenal first year. It's been a lot of fun, uh, but we want to certainly make that uh, even better, you know, for folks who've been playing showdown, I think they've had a lot of fun playing around with the, the different inputs. We want to make those as user friendly as possible. So uh, overall, like it's been it's been a lot of fun this year. And yeah, you hate to make too big a changes in the middle of the season. So the offseason <laughs> is time to sort of reset there um, and, and kind of get that right. And you know, we got our eyes set on like what could a second sport look like for us. But for right now, I just want to make sure we get this first one down, Pat. Um, there, I just see so many opportunities for things on us on the NFL side. You know, especially with the the prop betting, we can make our tools really really useful for that. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. And yeah, I guess uh, you want to give the people just the overall elevator pitch. Cause I'm sure they've heard about it by now. And you're, you're talking around it a little bit there with just what people can get from run the Sims, but I want people to understand. Cause like, I, you know, I know you're as sharp as can be. We've checked in and we talk offline a decent amount here and there. And I, I know that you're really grinding hard for the product and really trying to give people something that actually does add value. Wait, you said yeah. you're talking offline behind my back with just, is he your Philadelphia weed dealer? I, I, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, we're trying to just have a, a different approach to DFS than, um, you know, what, what's commonly out there. Obviously, we know everybody wants optimizers and that sort of thing. So we, we also have that 
but yeah, I think the thing that sets us apart is our uh, is our simulator. We have a custom lineup simulator. You can go in there and tweak whatever assumptions you want to. These are these are the same assumptions that go in and drive any projection set. So we give you the user the ability to go in there and say, well, hey, 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 I, I think you're way too low on on Cooper Cup. You don't understand the matchup he's got going on here. I, I really think this is going to be a ceiling game for him. Go in there and, and crank his uh, you know, target share up for that particular game. And then you're going to get lineups, especially for showdown. This is like the most powerful thing for showdown. You're going to get a lot more lineups that, that feature the players that you want. And they're all going to be fully correlated because we go through and play by play, simulate, um, you know, play number one, play number two through an entire game. What could it possibly look like? And then once we've simulated that game one time, we just iterate that out 10,000 times. So you're, as the user, getting the benefit of, of a really big data set and you're getting lineups, you know, sort of sorted by frequency uh, in terms of how often they appear as the nut lineup, the number one overall lineup. So you're getting a really good understanding of how players mix and match together. Um, and, and that's something that we want to continue to improve on. And uh, but I think as of right now, you know, we're certainly one of the leaders in the clubhouse in terms of providing a, a pretty unique DFS experience to uh, to our customers. Yeah, and I would say too, you know, to the people out there, I know from my Osmo days and even my own, you know, like I try to fix out my Excel sheets in a certain way and get it to where it needs to be. And Run the Sims kind of does a lot of that process for you. I know too, a lot of people out there think they're, you know, either smarter than the median projections or they just have a certain lean that they want to inject in themselves. That is something you can do at Run the Sims. So this isn't an ad for them. Like I think it's a legitimately good value add. And I think Justin, you know, your dedication to, to giving people a good product, like that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I, you know, we don't do bullshit here. And I think that's something that you don't do either. You're actually trying to do real things that are actually going to lead to people making money well, well thank you yeah and it's been it's been pretty useful in that regard so uh, i hope all of our subscribers have had a, a really good experience with us we've got a lot of great feedback this first year things for us to improve on but yeah it's it, it's been a lot of fun and you know as the person who's grinding these projections myself it's like uh, you know set aside that time 90 minutes before lock every thursday sunday morning sunday afternoon sunday night monday night it's like there's uh it's a big time commitment that goes into this sort of thing. Hopefully I can maybe get some help with, uh, you know, taking some of that off my hands next season. But it, I just, I want the ownership. Like I want it to be mine. I want it to be something I stand beside. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think the great thing about it is that if you do happen to disagree with me, you have every chance to make those edits yourself, you know? Yeah, so go check it out, runthesims.com. And of course, uh, Pete does a lot of good content around Run the Sims. It's Showdown Crams, fueled by that as well. And we'll be talking a lot about showdowns coming up in a little bit. But if you are watching on Peach Channel or the Splash Plate Channel, make sure you hit the like button right now. We're going to still keep going as strong as we can for as long as we can with our three episodes a week. But we appreciate the support a bunch. And also, five stars, interview, and Apple Podcasts will sound pretty good to me uh, now that I'm in the fucking East Coast experiencing snow. Uh, but Pete, you said before the show, you'll be doing snow all weekend, right? Yeah, the uh, it it was funny. I was talking to my dad on the phone a couple days ago. He's like, uh, "So you you guys bearing down for this big snowstorm?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you guys are gonna get like two feet of snow." So my dad in Colorado breaking you know New England weather news because I don't ever watch uh, the local news. So yeah, I, I did actually look it up, and we are supposed to get like two feet of snow tomorrow. So that is not gonna be fun. Uh, Normally, uh, I think about it of like how many different times I have to go out and do snow removal, like at one pass, two pass. This feels like it could be a three to four pass kind of storm. Not looking forward to it. 
Yeah, anyway, and here Paul in the chat saying run the Simpsons really fun to use as well. So just want to give that shout out too. And um, this is not a, an item, but it is our pal JJ. Uh, and I feel like I just want to talk about it real fast. JJ leaving FanDuel. If you guys are familiar with what he's been doing over there, just want to give him a shout out for what he's doing. And um, I think from that note, Pete, I don't want I don't know if you know anything that I do uh, don't know rather because of your relationship, but it feels like JJ's getting that FanDuel bag on the way out too. So kudos to our guy JJ. Yeah, you know, um, I would say that JJ was the the captain of FanDuel, but he was the MVP of FanDuel, <laughs> Justin. And uh, it's, you know, we're all going to be sad to see him go and uh, really looking forward to uh, what he does next. Yeah, excited to see him. Go follow uh, JJ Late Round QB on Twitter and see what he's doing next. And we'll hopefully have him on the show again soon. And honestly, Pete, you didn't even know that was coming and you you were good to go. <laughs> You know, sometimes we we think of those on the fly. Uh, the conference championship news. Let's talk about it. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Darrell Williams did practices on track to play. I did see in the Fantasy Life newsletter. Um, I forgot uh, Scott Simpson, right, is the one doing the the numbers in the newsletter. Pete Scott Simpson what? is Scott Simpson the guy doing the numbers in the Fantasy Life newsletter? No. What yeah. numbers are you talking about? The ones that you reference in the newsletter that you write today. Yeah. Kevin Tompkins, his data barrage? Yeah, it's another guy. Sorry. Those guys are, are very similar. <laughs> Kevin Tompkins, my bad. But I, I did. This see is the, the second running. time today, starting with the cold open, where you've just been completely wrong and then like condescended to me <laughs> and doubled down with you being wrong. It's more confusion in the name of trying to move the show along. I'm doing, look, man, I've been doing a lot of meetings. Pete knows I'm doing a lot of meetings because I've been very busy. <laughs> <laughs> Brain functionality not there. But uh, we did see in the newsletter, I did see from Kevin Tompkins, of course, as I meant to say all along, Jarek McKinnon outsnapped CEH 53-23, ran over three times a route last week. I'll start with you, Pete. Do you trust any of the backs here, given that color that Kevin Tompkins, our favorite writer in the Fantasy Life newsletter, gives us in that in that one? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a tricky situation. The Durrell stuff was weird, right? Because he came back to a full practice yesterday and then was limited, or sorry, Wednesday, and then was limited yesterday. So I, I'm having a hard time deciphering if he had a setback, if it's just back into maintenance mode or what that would be. Um, I, I don't know, Justin. I feel like if Durrell Williams is healthy, he's going to get some touches, right? I feel like this is looking like a three-way committee of sorts. Yeah, some, but it, it kind of makes you wonder what's left for him because the ship has sort of sailed past him at this point in the off season. Like if you told me it was just him and CEH and the Jarrett McKinnon blow up game never happened. Like then, yeah, I feel great about a near 50, 50 split between Darrell and CEH, but McKinnon really threw a monkey wrench in, in everything and has looked like, like the far more explosive um, guy in the open field, getting the ball. And I mean, this is a, what he's been good at his entire career is, is pass catching. So I don't know, like I'd, I'd be skeptical to project um, a, a ton of pass game work for Darrell Williams. I would still lean McKinnon as like the favorite. If the script gets more pass heavy, Edwards Lair, the favorite at the game, uh, you know, gets a little more positive game script. I just don't know where Darrell's going to fit in. I think he gets just, a, just enough off both those guys to be really annoying, but not necessarily useful. Yeah, and I guess that is, does make it a mucky one to do. And I guess, you know, managing exposure is going to be an important thing of what you're doing. And um, as we talked about here with the optimizers and just trying to get things where you need to go, probably getting a little bit of taste of all these guys. So if you are playing some of those big tournaments on DraftKings or really anywhere out there, uh, just make sure you are trying to hedge a little bit against what's uh, going to be going on in that backfield. And the schedule for this weekend is going to be Cincinnati at Kansas City, 3 p.m. on CPS, on CBS. San Francisco going to be the late game at Los Angeles, 6.30 on Fox. Um, I'll ask you both. 
feels like it should go the other way around, right? Like I know the West Coast makes more sense, but like Cincinnati, Kansas City is like the real main event, right? Absolutely. I mean, like uh, if you look at the Vegas total on these games, it's uh, 54 and a half versus 45 and a half. So the early game is going to be the one favored, you know, about nine more points. Um, and I think it's going to absolutely be a shootout. So if you're playing the two game slate, uh, there's a real good chance that you are going to head into the evening game feeling like you didn't have enough players from that game in your lineup. So, you know, I think as you're trying to create a 150 set or whatever, however many lineups you're trying to make, I would say make sure you're balancing it out by game because there is a real chance that that first game gets completely out of control and like seven of the nine players you needed all come from that one game. It also just stinks that, I mean, we all agree last week, between the Bills and Chiefs, that should have been the Super Bowl, much less Absolutely. the conference championship game. And there's a real uh, a real chance that each progressive Chiefs game just gets worse and worse, right? Like we we peaked last week. This game should be fine. We still have a 54 and a half, you know, over under. And then the Super Bowl, I mean, I'm guessing Chiefs, if it's Chiefs Niners, I mean, we're probably looking at what, like a 48 or 49 over under and 47 and a half. Great mind. Yeah. So I mean it it we might we I think we topped last week and now we just have to to hope for a, a shootout miracle. Is there anything you're thinking, Pete, strategically for this one? And I know you hate two gamers, but it does seem like something where if you don't if you get things right in uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, you can sort of line up the that late game a little bit to give yourself an edge in tournament. So do you have any just kind of general strategy thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. Like I haven't looked at a lot of the ownership projections yet. Um, I do think it's going to be incredibly popular to be overweight that first game. Um, so maybe taking a couple big stands in that second game. Uh, I have a feeling that George Kittle is going to get overlooked again. You know, he just, he hasn't bet. We were looking at his box score, you know, yesterday he hasn't been over 10 points more than once in the past five weeks. So someone like him who still has that 30 plus point upside, you know, might be a guy to take a stand on. Um, but it is tough with just how soft the salary is on DraftKings. I'm more excited to play the Yahoo two game slate. I think when did you become such a Yahoo guy? Like what, when, when did that turn? When, well, here's the thing, like making content around DraftKings full slates is, is way more fun. Everyone talks about it. The salaries and the ownership are more industry standard. Uh, but when we get to the two game slates, like the, the salaries we were trying to make purposefully bad lineups yesterday and couldn't even do it because the salary cap was so soft. And then on top of that, we get all the overlay and rake free contests on Yahoo. And, um, so yeah, that to, to me, it's like, if the game itself isn't going to be interesting to hand build, um, I'd rather just jam a bunch of rake free lineups in. You dabbling in Yahoo at all, Justin? I, I know there's a lot of sharp players. Actually, Ahambro, who's a really top DFS player, uh, had 100K win in NBA and shared his roto tracker and showed he's actually in the red. The only side he was in the green on for NBA was on Yahoo. And it is it is sort of a testament there that you're just playing against less, you know, a little bit less sharp people, just smaller pools. And are you dabbling at all? I did earlier this season. Some of their showdown pools earlier this season were were decent and they got smaller throughout the throughout the course of the year. And it's like, well, it's just as hard to hit the nuts regardless of um, how many people are in the tournament and how big the prize pool is. So it's like I, I didn't really like my strategy for a um, for a smaller prize pool type of an event. It's like if, if I'm going to hit it, like I, I'm going to hit it. And so I want as many people in there as possible when that does happen. So I get, you know, big, big prize to first type of situation. But I mean, they, they had some awesome overlay on the on the Sunday contest, too. And. 
I must have picked my worst weeks of the year to fire in there. And it's like, it didn't matter that uh, it was like overlaid and rate free. Uh, I, I still just got crushed for some reason. So uh, I don't know. I've, I've done better on DraftKings. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, Yahoo definitely worth taking a shot at. They are not a sponsor here yet or yet. I'm going to say that like they really are dying to get on this show, especially after my performance today. But I will say <laughs> that uh, I know enough people out there have made money at Rin Pack over at Awesome has made a lot of money and he's one of the top players in the world. So yeah, definitely worth trying some things up, shaking it up a little bit if you're not getting the results that Justin may have playing his uh, more contrarian lineups. Is there anything you're seeing, Justin, with your Sims and the ownership that you're looking at in terms of how you would want to attack a two-game slate? And I think after this, we can we can do the showdowns, but a two-gamer, anything you're seeing strategically or just in terms of the actual players? Yeah, so I think, you know, heading into this, you got to think almost like a showdown slate. I mean, it's it's such a small slate. It's it's almost not about individual player ownership, but the the general style and build ownership of, of the lineup that you're putting together. Um, you do have to at least somewhat consider the possibility of dupes uh, when you're creating large. Show the shirt, Justin. Up. Show the shirt. <laughs> Don't dupe him, bros. I've got a, I've got a <laughs> semi funny story. I, I had some. Uh, I was going to buy the shirt. I had this in my cart. I had my uh, Opto Bros mug, also at the Pete Overzet Shopify store. That was in my cart. And I, I told my wife, pick anything you want. And she also picked the Don't Dupe Me Bro t shirt. So she duped me in the don't dupe me, bro. It was, it was really meta. I wasn't sure whether it was uh, how deep she was going there. So uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so on the two game slate, like I'm thinking the ways to get different might be um, you know, playing two tight ends. Uh, that, that'd just be a really simple thing. That was one uh, where I, I ran the numbers earlier this week and noticed that, uh, you know, far more likely for a, a tight end than usual to end up in the flex this week, because this is a week where you actually do want to, to hit the nuts. Even last week, a four game slate, you didn't need the nuts to uh, to walk away with the you know number one overall prize. You could still have a little bit of slack. You're not gonna be able to do that this week more than likely, um, or you're gonna have to be really, really close. So looking at optimal rates is a good way to do it. And uh, you know the tight end exposures this week we're, we're really, really strong. So um, that would be sort of the, the first place I would look. Here, here's my, my tweet from earlier this week that 28.6% of the time, the tight end ended up being the proper flex option this week uh, on the DraftKings two-game slate. And, and I think normally nobody would consider playing you know, nearly 30% tight end exposure in the flex. Uh, but that to me is probably the way I want to try to angle it and you know give myself a good chance to, to win there. I don't mean, sorry, I'm not laughing at you, Justin. The chat is going, is Willis having a beard? <laughs> I love two tight ends, especially when my wife is involved. Willis, our accountant, dropping a chat. And Nick dropping wordles. And you're right, I, Nick's going off the deep end. I did, I did put Nick in a five-minute StreamYard timeout for dropping a wordle in the chat. And also, Derek sent $10. And I literally don't know what this means. I think he's talking about the city in Massachusetts, Malden, Mass. Sorry, has to be said, Malden, Mass can puff on my Pat Ditka. Derek, do you live in Malden, Mass? I mean... I don't, I've never even heard someone's penis be referred to as a euphemism for a Pat Ditka. Yeah, like, I mean, Pat Ditka? And why I don't know. I did, I'm so confused by all of this. Okay. Here. In short, I buy a 1.5 million mixed use building. Well, it's mixed use except for my biz fucking joke. F Malden. I still don't know. I, I'm guessing this has to do with snow removal on a $1.5 million mixed use building. 
I don't know. You don't, have, you don't it's like I always say, Pete, you don't look the $10 gift horse in the mouse. You just, <laughs> just take it and you just accept what he's giving you right now. And a uh, shout out to Derek Richard for giving Pete 10 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you should have saved that $10 and hired a kid to come uh, shovel some snow for an hour there, Derek. Uh, let's do the showdown, though. And Pete, give the breakdown of what we're going to do here, because we're going to build showdown lineups for both games, because uh, there are some pretty big tournaments on DraftKings for them. And of course, Run the Sims is one of the best sites that you can be on uh, to get that edge for showdown tournaments. So it only makes sense to do this with Justin here. But explain what we're going to do in this bit, Pete. Yeah, so I, you know, I thought it'd be fun. We'd sometimes do, you know, showdown builds on this show, but we needed to spice it up a little bit, you know, maybe build some lineups with our proverbial hand tied behind our back. So I put some constraints, some prompts on the wheel to make it a little harder. And they're more macro prompts as far as, you know, for the your entire lineup build. So I was thinking we could each quickly build a lineup for each game. Uh, but we're going to have to spin the wheel before our turn, and then you have to build accordingly. Okay, so is it the wheel is going to correlate to the lineup itself, like overall, or to that particular pick that we're doing? No, it's going to be more to the lineup. So Justin will have a spin, and then he will have to make his lineup uh, with that rule. Okay. So uh, here we go. Um, and, you know, I could read some of these, but I think it's funner if we just spin right here for Justin. And this will be for the Cincinnati KC game to start. Ooh, must use double D's. <laughs> okay. So you can only use up to 40K in salary. Um, Justin, what would you say in general is about the most salary you would leave on the table for a, for a showdown slate? It's 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 infrequent that I'm leaving more than five. Like my sweet spot is in the one to five range, 1K to 5K range. Um, you know, I, I feel like almost any way you chop it within, uh, that first thousand dollars is almost guaranteed to be dupe city. Um, I've seen some people with some really great builds that defied that rule. Uh, that's got me maybe wanting to take a deeper look this off season, but, uh, for right now, yeah, I like leaving one to five K. So 10 K leaving that on the table is going to be pretty tough. Um, all right. So where, where do you begin here? I mean, obviously you're, you know, the idea of playing two quarterbacks, all that's out the window. Um, we're talking about a situation where, so if, if 10K is needed to remain on the table, we're talking about a, a pretty ugly game uh, for the most yeah. part, because it's essentially saying that you could upgrade whatever players you wanted to, you could afford to, but you didn't need to. You needed these six exact guys. So I think we can still go with a pretty high upside type of player. Um up top and uh let's see here let's go with uh man there's so few people on the kansas city side on the cincinnati side that are cheap and can get there you know maybe he's i thought you were going to push that. towards defense with how you're explaining that because of, like yeah. the low salaries and like a defense captain i don't think anybody will have a defense i think it's terrible play usually but nobody's going to have it for this particular game right i mean just looking at a site just i don't know if you've heard of it um run the sims uh t higgins and jarek mckinnon look like the two best cost adjusted captains mm. I, I mean i, I don't want to it's here. just a site i like to use i mean if you have your own process yeah. by all so, means. so what we're going to say here is that all of the production for uh cincinnati goes through goes through one guy instead of the the triumvirate here so t higgins is our guy we're throwing him in at captain they they've rolled coverage on the jamar chase chase has been completely phased out of this game plan 
T. Higgins gets there. Uh, he has a good day. He doesn't even score in this game. He, he does have 11 catches for 100, no touchdown. So that's uh, gets him over the 100-yard bonus. Still plenty of love. So we don't even need Burrow in that situation. We'll see how the uh, everything looks. For our flex options, we're going to go double D here. Yes. Right. Ooh, I know double D in one of the other prompts, but you know, I, I don't know that the Ds are going to necessarily um, – give us the upside we need. Higgins can still get us that 20 plus point upside that we need. And look, we still got uh, 31. So we really got 21 left in the bank. Um, I, I say in this case, maybe we start think about um, uh, things get going on the ground for Kansas City. They don't even need Mahomes to go nuts. Um, but I do think we're going to want one quarterback. Let's see. Let's think about this. Let's go with, uh, let's go Mahomes. Let's go Mahomes here and see what our salary looks like. So All right. not correlating with T. Higgins. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah not, you still have 20,000 to spare or 19.9. Yep. So now we're going to go with, um, uh, let's see here, a the, the touchdown that, that Mahomes throws is going to go to somebody a little off the radar, and that's going to be uh, McCole Hardman Ooh. and Byron Pringle. How does that look? Does that get us under? Yeah, you'll definitely be under, I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. So Mahomes can still have a Mahomesian type of game. Like the, the, there's there's no problem there. He can still have just even if it's just a subpar Mahomes game goes for 20. Uh, all of his production, he misses the two big guys. Hardman and Pringle both outscore Kelsey and Hill. Um, the defenses get there. It's just a sloppy game. And we left 10K on the table. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. I like the uh, logic too. I think that's something, you know, even if you're not, you probably shouldn't dupe this lineup, I would think, but that sort of logic. And that's really the extreme example of telling a story because you can almost have to sell yourself on it as you went. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm going to do, I, I did just take a screenshot of this lineup. I right click saved as it, um, but then I'll send a three man contest for both of uh, these and we can see whose uh, prompt lineup does better. Spags, you were up next here. I'm going to do a few shuffles. Double D's, double D's. Spags, you and Willis today need to get your mind out of the gutter. Yes, oh. Nick Spags is used for our running backs. Boom. All right. And then I then I also want Justin to handicap at the end um, which of these prompts actually led to the, the worst EV lineup. All right, so yeah. three RBs. So, okay, so four RBs overall. I feel like that certainly would not include Bengals. So I think that means we're playing the three of the chief running backs. Um, so I guess in the flex, I'm going to put in Durrell at 1,200. I will put in McKinnon also at the flex where he is 5,000. And then I will put in Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 7,000. I will then, and I'm going to assume these Did guys they? all luck box one touchdown. And they did have a game like this. Wasn't it the game against the Raiders where all three, it was like Derek Gore, yeah. Darrell, they, they won, yeah. all went off? Yeah. Okay. So that's possible. I think in this build, I think Joe Mixon should be the captain then because we're saying this is kind of a slow game script and that it's just going to be these guys running the ball. And, and I think that also gives a little bit of leverage on the field that thinks this is going to be a barn burner. Um, and you could score 54 and a half points of just rushing touchdowns, I think. Yeah, I guess if I was doing this, I would probably have had my captain come from the trio cohort. Really? But then how are the other guys going to get there? Like if the captain is overperforming by that much, they're theoretically pulling from those two guys. 
Well, this is also a salary-based game, and you got to be considerate of uh, what else you're fitting in this lineup specs. That, okay, fair point. Um, I will say then, I don't see. I don't think Mahomes is a great fit for this one. Actually, take put Mixon in the flex for me. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, Mixon in the flex now. Um, at captain, I'm going to go then to Joe Burrow to gobble up some salary. And okay. then he, he's pulling a little bit away from Mixon. So Mixon, I think a captain would work better um, if if Burrow were not involved at all. But I think salary-wise, I got to just get some Mixon and Burrow. And then for the last one, I guess I just take Mahomes and assume that he maybe he rushes for a touchdown and chops up the passing performance so none of the pass catchers get there. Uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, either that or you got to get a pass catcher. If your Burrow's your captain, like how how is he getting there with with he's he throwing three touchdowns to Yeah, he's, he's with Joe one Mixon. To one to Jamar Chase, one to Zoma, and then one to Mixon, and Mixon also rushes for one. So basically everyone here gets one rushing touchdown in this lineup. <laughs> it's, a, it's like it's what we call communism, Pete. <laughs> okay, there it is. Uh what do you think of this lineup, Justin? And feel free uh, to say it's trash because it's trash. Yeah, I, going uncorrelated Burrow captain is uh, is mighty thin there, Specs. Wow. Four running backs. I don't know how that's going to go. What, what, <laughs> what would be a better build then if you were to play four running backs? And Pete could spin the wheel while we, while we do that. Yeah, why not go uh, chase up top and Burrow in the flags there? Okay, I, guess I suppose there's logic there. But then I, but then I still have to play Mixon. Oh, double Ds. Jiggle them around. Yeah. Double Ds, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, wheel. So uh, Justin also had the double D lineup. Um, mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and play. I want to play this as, you know, Chiefs in a really low scoring game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put McKinnon at captain. Okay. Running back captain with defenses. Does kind of make sense. Yep. Um, I am going to. I do like the idea of Higgins. He's just a guy I want to play. Uh, we'll, we'll just play this as an overall slog of a game, though, with a ton of Joe Mixon, and we're going to end up leaving a bunch of salary on the table. We'll play it a little bit more contrarian. Hmm, actually, no, I'm going to go with a Chiefs stack because I, I, I want to play this as we'll go Mahomes and we'll do Kelsey, less explosive plays from Tyreek speeding up the game more kind of Travis Kelsey moving the chains and leave a 6,500 on here with the double D's. All right, Justin, grade this one. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously you could make the lineup better by swapping McKinnon and Kelsey or something, but uh, you're obviously going to be sacrificing the the salary remaining to do that. So uh, you, you won't be duped here. That's right. And that's kind of my one goal in life is to never be duped. <laughs> um, also, there was a question in the chat from Historical Anomalies. Didn't Justin win a qualifier with double D's? Mm, did I? I, I don't uh, think so. Oh, what do you qualify so much? You can't even keep track of the lineup. This guy has so many double D's in his face. He can't even remember. Can't even remember <laughs> them all. Um, all right. Uh, let's now go to this. Uh, this the main event here. The uh, the L.A. game here, and I will get this pulled up. They did do the bigger contests for the San Francisco uh, Los Angeles game, and Justin. You are back on the board. We still have some new prompts up here. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, this is fun one. Justin, you can have zero 
positive correlation in this lineup. And I'm, you know, I'm defining this based on the kind of correlations everyone uh, knows about quarterback to pass catcher, running back DST. We need you to hit a true six leg parlay with this lineup. Okay. So what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to make a zero quarterback lineup and that's going to accomplish that for us. We're not even going to think about uh, tossing a D in there. We're just going to say that all of the great pass catchers in this game uh, get there, but the the quarterbacks are not necessary for you to get there. Um, so it, in the top, let's just go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and make it Cooper Cup. Um, yep. You know, we, we, we know uh, we don't have to get too smart there. Um, and, and Beckham and Van Jefferson are the only other two guys that you feel even reasonably possible, you know, other than Tyler Higby. So let's, uh, let's start expensive and work our way down. Let's go with Beckham there in the yep. flat. And then on the flip side, we're going Kittle Debo. And the good thing about Debo is like, you obviously don't need Garoppolo to go with Debo. Um, and let's see here. Um, you know, we're, we're, we don't have enough money left to take care of any of the running backs. It'd be nice to mix in, um, you know, um, how much is acres this week? Let's acres? see here. 7K. Yeah. And you do know, like it would absolutely destroy you and the run the Sims brand. If you actually put a kicker in one of these lineups, you realize that <laughs> it, it really would. People, <laughs> people hate the fact they don't get more kickers. Uh, if the kicker um, didn't come in that other, the cheap lineup, I feel like we're never getting a kicker out of Justin. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good one to swap the double D for. Um, so, gosh, we, we don't have a ton of salary. So why don't we come down from Beckham and send it to Van Jefferson? Let's take Beckham out, Van Jefferson in. Okay. Um, and then let's go with Higby. Okay. And so I've got 4,100. Uh, Juwan Jennings. There it is. All right. The all pass catcher lineup. Do not try this at home, folks. The all pass catcher with no QB. This has to be incredibly unique. Yeah, and you think about like what it takes to get there. Like, obviously, Cup has to have a great game. Debo has to have a great game. And then you, you know, it, it's really easy for Jimmy G to get sort of left out in the cold. It's a little tougher for Matt Stafford uh, just because the ceiling's so big. Um, but yeah, I think it's an entirely possible that if if the if it's super concentrated to those guys and they have, uh, you know, um, you know, especially if the guys can get there without the touchdown, then, then you definitely don't need the quarterback. All right. I like bags. The, yeah. I like the oh, Debo with no Mitchell as well. I think that's, that's a pretty sharp move given his, uh, the fact he's a running back now, basically. Yeah. Yes. Bags oh, <laughs> gets the double kicker lineup. I guess that makes it faster to build on the show, so that's a positive. Uh, all right, well let's get let's get those kickers in right away. Well, which ones you get to choose between Santoso and uh, Matt Gay? Um, I think I'll go Robbie Gold, of course. Okay. And um, and I will go. I'm going to go Gay here. I think. Okay. <laughs> won't be the first time. Won't be the last, Pete. God, I knew you were you weren't going to be able to leave that one. <laughs> I just I'm not going to let you take it because then that's like a, then we're in trouble. I, 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 I don't take the low hanging fruit. When I go for a joke, it's a super heady MVP versus uh, showdown <laughs> captain joke. All right. So that means kickers. So that means we're probably not getting a super high volume passing game. So we should probably value the touchdowns that we do get. And I think that puts me at Cooper cup at captain. Okay. Very creative. Thank you. 
<laughs> I get, but I'm, I'm depleting the ownership or dropping the ownership product by going to kicker, so I could take Cooper Cup captain. Okay, um, logically, are you um, stacking right. him? Um, yeah, I will stack him because I, I can correlate in my lineup, so I'll take the advantages that correlation offers you. Uh, and I will go with Matthew Stafford. And all right, so kickers. So Jimmy G is not passing for passing touchdowns, which does check out. I'm going to, I think I'm going to go Rams D. Okay. And then that gives me 8,900. Am I, oh, I don't think I can play. Yeah. Odell would not make sense here. I think, yeah. Eli Mitchell seems to make sense to me here. More so than acres. Um, hmm. I guess I, I, I was looking at the high price guys. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, but then I have no, am I going to really go full on? I guess I could go full onslaught in this particular game. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'll take Akers. Of Thank course you, I'm right. You're welcome for punching up your shitty lineup. It wasn't <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's shitty because of the wheel, not my personal choice. Oh, all right. You got their spags. Now this lineup, this is a beautiful lineup. Now that it has my stamp on it. <laughs> I wonder what both Scott Simpson and Kevin Tompkins think of it. And I hope that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, it is my turn. Uh, let's see what the wheel has in store for me. Must draft. <laughs> the way this cuts off the wheel is really ambiguous. <laughs> Must draft five players from the Niners. Oh, we can do that. We can. Oh, I thought we were doing an underdog promo here, so no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If I'm doing that, um, we're definitely going to put, well, let's put Debo at captain. I feel like you can never go wrong with that. Let's see how quickly we run out of salary here. Just jamming the studs. Kittle, uh, Ayuk. Yeah, we're just going to onslaught this and uh, we're going to bring it back with with Matt Gay. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think the kicker against the onslaught. Never a bad time to go Gay, go. Pete. <laughs> just stop no we're gonna go with my kittle captain is what we're gonna do we're gonna shift this up and then we are going to go debo here that leaves us 5500 it's just tyler higby just feasting underneath in a negative game script with the niners onslaught okay. gg also derek and chad had a pretty good one that we could have had only white white receivers not named cup <laughs> oh gosh i mean what what does that even leave ironic yeah, Skoranek. I guess if it were like uh, pass catchers, then you could also have Kittle and Higby. Yeah. All right. I have all of these saved, so uh, I will send over some three-man showdown invites to you Thank guys. You. And we 20 can Rick being mean to you on my behalf in chat. Kittle getting points for blocking now? <laughs> I don't know if you saw, Rick, but I'm kind of working with a prompt uh, here. You know, <laughs> Actually, no, I did already tout Kittle earlier, so no, fuck off. Kittle's a great play. <laughs> Uh, Justin, do you think Kittle gets off the block here? Like, that's clearly been the way they've been using him. And it does seem like sometimes, historically, they have dusted him off in the games that they really need him. Is this the week where he does actually get out and catch some passes? If you think about the matchups, this seems like a good opportunity for him. You know, if, if you think Jalen Ramsey can at least take away a half of the field, then the, the middle would seem open there. Um, for Kittle, the problem is Debo lines up literally everywhere. So he's like a guy that you just can't erase from the game plan. So, and the numbers for Kittle without, or excuse me, with Debo and Elijah Mitchell all in the lineup together have just been horrible. Um, so I don't know. I would certainly proceed with caution there, but, um, you know, like the dude just, 
can take a slant and, and go 50 yards for a touchdown too. Like he's, he's got that old school Gronk in him where he can just catch and run. So, I mean, it's a one game sample size. Uh, it's showdown, baby. So I, I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket though. And Paul asking in the chat, can Justin share how he copes when run the Sims has the top lineup in the top 20 and you end up not making the cut due to your various constraints. Yeah, that could be kind of rough. But yeah, I, there was a, uh, it was, what was it? Christmas or a birthday party or something. I ended up not playing the slate. And of course, like the nut lineup was in the top 20. And I want to say it went for, it was over 50K, maybe 60 some odd K uh, was, the, was the chop up top on DraftKings that night. And I was like, uh, well, uh, I, I guess uh, it wasn't meant to be, but it's still tough to swallow. Like, I mean, uh, do you even want to win 60K if it means you're duped? I mean, just from a philosophical <laughs> standpoint and a moral kind of obligation, I don't think you should want that. It, yeah, it makes you wonder. It's like tainted, tainted money, you know, blood money. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, you did say one thing when you were talking about your lineups. Do you actually put on the salary constraint where you can't spend over a thousand dollars? Like you have to be within that five to one thousand range. So what I'll do is I'll take the actual custom lineups at the end, some of which I'll use and some of which I don't use. I mean, we're going to get five thousand lineups to pick and sample from. Uh, a lot of times, I'll sort of look at the slate and be like, "What do I think is the angle?" Um, you know, I think people probably won't play two running backs from the same team. So I'll go search for those and play the best of that type of lineup. Or, you know, I just want to go ahead and lop off anything that doesn't leave at least 1K on the table. Um, you know, and I, I kick that up a little bit more when playing on, on FanDuel. Um, so, yeah, I, I just take the lineups and I do something different with them, uh, which kind of makes my results a little tough to judge because each slate I'm kind of coming out with a little bit of a different angle uh, as to what I think is the – the filters, so to speak, I want to put on, on the lineups. And then Rick asked a question too. What's the actual number of dupes that you'd be comfortable playing a lineup with one, three, five. Is there a benchmark for that for you? It just depends on um, how many, uh, how often the frequency pops up for me there. If I can play a lineup, that's going to have a frequency of over a hundred out of 5,000, meaning out of 5,000 simulations, it pops up as the nut lineup over a hundred times. I'm perfectly happy taking Chop City down um, with that, and and that's just okay. That's like, yeah, maybe I only win, you know, 3K that night or something. But it's clearly a tremendous lineup for a reason, and and I'll just split it with however many people. So uh, I've been trying to work on my dupe prediction, but even doing that is a super tough thing to do. Um, if you're really dedicated towards preventing dupes at all costs, uh, you're going to really make some terrible lineups, and you're going to have a lot of real big. Uh, Swings and misses along the way. Like, I mean, if you think about if you're a 150 max player and, you know, the DraftKings is, is $15 or $20, you're talking about up to 3K bankroll hits um, when, when you're playing, shooting for the fences every single time. So um, I found a lot more comfort playing on FanDuel. The, the prizes are smaller. The number of dupes are larger, but the the sort of even keel of the bankroll is a lot more manageable. And I, you know, don't want to go jump off a building or anything when um, I have a, a rough night, like a rough night on FanDuel is losing half your entry fees. Enough rough night on DraftKings is losing like literally all your entry fees uh, sometimes. So um, uh, that's just kind of been a little bit more personality based uh, what I feel comfortable playing with.
That's interesting information. I guess the final question here to kind of put a bow on this stuff, and it's, uh, you know, great tournaments this weekend, obviously going to be very important for the Super Bowl as well. If you give anybody who's, I guess, maybe not familiar with the showdown or the single game on FanDuel, like one piece of advice that you felt was crystallizing for the success you've had. And I, you know, I consider you one of the top guys or like, I think it's Cody over at ETR. There's like a handful of guys, um, Drew B, like um, you're as sharp as any of them. So like, what's that one bit of thing that you felt was crystallizing for you with showdowns? There was a stat in my book, uh, my ebook, the Captain Spot ebook available at runthesims.com in the shop there. Um, but the Captain Spot ebook uh, did a lot of research uh, heading into not this season, but the season before um, and studied a lot of lineups and noticed trends. And uh, when sort of determining, you know, what type of players make the most sense in captain, just sort of a handy rule of thumb I had was, uh, in games where there was a 100-yard receiver, so obviously on DraftKings, they're getting that three-point bonus. On FanDuel, they're not. And obviously on DraftKings, a 100-yard receiver is probably also catching a lot of balls, so it makes their general score total increase as well. Um, but a any, in any game where there's going to be a 100-yard receiver, that player was 50% um, likely to outscore their own quarterback on DraftKings, and there were 75%, excuse me, 50% likely on FanDuel, 75% likely on DraftKings to score, outscore their own quarterback. So it helps you think about sort of how to um, uh, maneuver around that captain spot because, you know, two years ago, people were playing a lot of quarterback captain. You don't actually see that as much anymore, um, but it kind of helps illustrate the reason why. It's because uh, in games where you know, somebody's getting their bucket filled up, uh, they're going to outscore their quarterback uh, a vast majority of the time. Now, FanDuel, it makes it a lot tougher to fade a quarterback MVP, um, but it obviously helps your dupes out quite a bit. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where I had always put captains uh, as like wide receivers before, and then this year DK shifted the pricing around where you were a little more incentivized to sometimes put QBs there. But I think that's helpful for people. And one last question here from Travis, who's a regular in chat as well, so i got to make sure to get this, and then we'll do the ride-or-die picks. Safe to say for you, Justin, that it's more volatile on DK, and does this apply to the only 150 max or for single entries as well? Uh, well, yeah, I would say definitely for the 150 max, um, I like playing on FanDuel. Uh, some people would say I'm a fish because FanDuel's a, a rake fest, um, but I don't know. That's where my success has been. I feel a lot more confident that over the course of a year on FanDuel, I'll be profitable than I will be on, on DraftKings. Um, I think that if I got to play it out over 100 lifetimes, I'd make more money on DraftKings than I did on FanDuel, but I don't have 100 lifetimes. So it's, it's just a bankroll management issue for me. Um, in terms of um, single entry stuff, you know, I, I do think there's more opportunity to um, not mess it up, so to speak, on FanDuel, um, but there's room to show that you're the smartest guy in the lobby on DraftKings. So if you want to show how smart you are, do it on DraftKings. If you want to, um, <laughs> if you want to, what a big money play on FanDuel. If you want to play cash, <laughs> I'd play cash on FanDuel, um, just because, like, all right, just show me that you know how to make a lineup that's quarterback, captain. Uh, probably two kickers and probably two running backs and like it, let the other guy mess it up. And, and if that happens, then you, you take his money, you know, that, yeah. that's pretty much the recipe. Yeah. I feel like and, and, you know, NBA single game on FanDuel also kind of similar principles as well. So yeah, I, I could see where you're going with that. I definitely am the brand loyalty thing. I think Pete, you're the same way where I guess not with your Yahoo shilling left and right now, but like, I'm just so loyal to DraftKings that I, yeah, I've had my biggest wins there. So that probably helps too. But it's like, it's also, I just want to win on DraftKings and on FanDuel, I just don't feel the same sense of pride. 
Yeah, and there's just there's an element too of being comfortable with the UI and yep, the process. Yeah. The the Yahoo CSV stuff isn't as clean as the the DraftKings stuff. Managing multiple lineups and entries isn't as easy. So, I mean, there's some real reasons why you know DraftKings has such a big market share. There you go. So though, hopefully that was some helpful insight for everybody out there. So hit the like button if you can. We do appreciate that a bunch. And then make sure to go check out Run the Sims as well. Again, this kind of insight you're getting from Justin is available on that site every day and also baked into every single product on that site. And if you want to, you know, if you're like what you're hearing here and you think it sounds smart, because it is very smart, uh, Justin's had a lot of success doing this. Go check it out at Run the Sims. Maybe even use, is there a promo code of some sort, Justin, that we could use? Promo okay. promo code Pete. We still got our uh, our playoff uh, package deal going. Uh, normally sixty nine, very nice dollars. You can get for half off. And uh, as I said, I think yesterday, uh, even just playing the two showdown slates uh, this weekend and the Super Bowl, I think you'll definitely uh, realize an ROI on your thirty four fifty or whatever. So yeah, hop in. We'll have some fun here. Going to do a, a showdown cram on Sunday night. And then, of course, we'll probably have a couple shows uh, leading up to the Super Bowl talking about all of that showdown strategy. Maybe I'll actually, I was going to say, I'm going to actually be in LA uh, for the Super Bowl. So I don't think I'll do an actual right before after lock uh, Super Bowl show, but we'll make sure to get you guys squared away. What do you, wait, you're, you haven't said this to me. You're going to LA. Are you, is that like a media or is underdog? It's an underdog. Underdog is, uh, is having, uh, some people out. I, I honestly don't know what we're going to do. They just said, you want to come out to the Super Bowl and make some content? And I said, sure. Are you trying to get on a uh, media row? Cause we had to get some people credentialed and, and set up. I'll, I'll get some, I'll get some credentials. Yeah. I'll you, to our PR firm. We'll see. Cause we're already booking, um, some of our football outsiders guys and our, our chief innovation officers who can put Pete on media row for the Super Bowl. And people, nobody's going to want to talk to you. I, come on, Spags. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk to me? Honestly, Especially when be, I'm dressed up like the man's. That's a good Oh, are you are you going to character? <laughs> Honestly, pretty funny bit. All right, let's see the ride or die picks. Uh, it's time. We're going to dig in here. And, and Justin, I'm sure you remember from when uh, we forsake you two last year or forsook you two. I don't know what the correct word would be. Uh, either way, though, we've changed the game a little bit this year. But I guess because it, we're talking showdowns, are we just going to do showdown captains, Pete? Or do you want to do something just regular ride or dies? I, I think we should do our regular ride or die since okay. we did so much showdown stuff. All right, so yeah, explain to Justin then the deformity that this game has become with our, our quest to one up each other and shoot ridiculous shots from half court each time. I mean, Ju Justin, you you know the the rules of the game, right? I'm a regular listener. Yeah, I, I don't. Why. We don't need to condescend. To, well, it's for the to it's for the it's the part of the content we're explaining to the people too. It's like a let's be honest. I mean, I don't know. Explain it to me, guys. No, no. Here's the thing, Spags. It no one who is watching this show for the first time is still watching this episode <laughs> right now. So I feel pretty safe. Everyone knows the deal with ride or die. And if not, go back in the archives. I don't think I that's mean, fair. We got Niner gang in the chat. I don't recall seeing that name before. Frederick Dute said that like, I will, I, I will give it to you. Niner game just came out of the woodwork with a pretty good, you know, LA uh, confidence mm -hmm. team joke there. So you're right. All right. Ride or die. We're going to give one hot take pick for each game, or it could be a very lukewarm pick uh, based on how aggressive you are. You'll get 10 points, three points or one point for the pick that pick is, or the value is determined by our panel of judges. There is often negotiating. Um, and I just generally crush bags at this game. So always love doing it. And also we got Zach Duke in the chat showing up for Justin too. So again, new names. I, I think I was damn it. Here. Worm. <laughs> Thank you, Worm360. Love that avatar. Is that a gutter cat? Is that yeah? No, it's a purr. And uh Worm Worm's a Philly guy. He's he's probably your weed dealer. Uh every, everyone who lives in Philly, I assume, is your weed dealer now, Specs. Yeah, probably a fair assessment. All right, let's go. Ride or die picks first game up, but the real main event we know. Cincinnati 23 points. <laughs> 
20, good Frankie. 23.5 implied points. Kansas City, 31 implied points. Pete, set the bar for us all with your ride or die pick. All right. Let's let's get something spicy here. Something real spicy to set things off. I will take a 10-pointer for T. Higgins, highest scoring player in this game. Quarterbacks, Mr. Sir Patrick Mahomes included. Oh, did he get knighted? He did. He did. Uh, it was some TikTok with uh, Jackson Mahomes and <laughs> proud Brit Patrick Mahomes finally. Yeah. Do you, can we talk about? I didn't realize this was a storyline, but I, I noticed it. I saw some content, then I saw some TikToks. Like there is a huge groundswell of Bengal support solely because everyone's so fed up with Jackson Mahomes <laughs> and Mahomes' fiance. Did you guys know that? I, I know the fiance thing because she like dumped champagne on the fans beneath her and they were like, yeah, is, like, why is she? Yeah, the Mahomes family, he seemed like such a nice guy, but his, his people around him, maybe not so much. Yeah, so I mean, I'm telling you, the, the normies, the TikTok normies are rooting for the Bengals here. Justin, you got any thoughts on, on Patrick Mahomes' brother? Or do you just want to give us a ride or die pick? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see the picture going around of like Mahomes and his lady from, what is it, middle school or something like that? Like a long, long time ago? Did you see oh, that I missed that around? one. Oh, yeah. He, we had covered when he uh went he like shit on some local restaurant and then was like because just because they didn't serve him or treat him whatever adequately and I, I actually might have been a bar restaurant and then like yeah. basically was trying to get people to like bomb the restaurant's reviews and then everybody's like what why are you doing this it's a local business and anyway just a real shithead uh what is your ride or die pick Justin? Yeah, uh, I don't know how many points can I get on Jarrett McKinnon being the uh, top scoring running back on on in this game. It's a three, right? That feels like a three, classic three-pointer. Okay, I'll take that. All right, I will shoot for a 10 here, and I will say, uh, this is like too much of a 10, Byron Pringle, highest scoring pass catcher in the game. I'll give you a 10 yeah. for that. Thank sure. you. <laughs> and then our, our, our not-made event here, San Francisco, 21.3 implied points. Rams, 24.8 implied points. Justin, what would be your ride-or-die pick? Uh, how many touchdowns would Debo have to score to be 10 points? If he scores three touchdowns to me, that's a 10 pointer. I want three then. Give me Cause that. two is probably like a five or a six pointer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three, I think three, going, Debo. they are going to do everything they can to get the ball in that dude's hands. And, uh, and he's a phenomenal playmaker. So, uh, yeah, three Debo touchdowns. That feels, that feels like a 15, if, if I'm being honest. But uh, We don't that? have those. And if you were a regular listener, you'd know that. Okay. So you're saying he's going to have more touchdowns than he's going to have receptions based on how it's gone lately? More, Yeah, pretty much. All Holy. those rushing CDs. Um, Derek, Derek coming in hot. He's on so much tilt because of this parking lot, multi-purpose building, <laughs> that he's taking IU to outscore every single KC non-QB. I do love that like Derek just came to chat. Like, is that's you know, we are friends. We try to treat this show like we're just friends. You're hanging out with friends. And Derek's just coming home and complaining about his data. Uh, yeah. And he even sent us $10 to have basically permission to tilt my face off in the chat the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, that I am actually going to start charging people $10 to tilt in my presence. <laughs> what if they tag you in a Wordle? Is that also $10? <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I will. That's the thing. You has has the Twitter tip jar thing worked? I I will not mute you if you also send me ten dollars when you send me your Wordle tweets. That's I turned mine on too. I don't know why. Like I don't know who's gonna come over and be like, yeah, this is this. Finally, <laughs> I'm gonna tip you. 
Um, all are is that a verified thing, Spags? Is that how you're able to turn? Oh, it is on? it? I I guess it might be. Oh, is it? Oops. <laughs> Sorry. How many I tips didn't know have you, you got, verified. Spags? I thought you were ver you're verified in my heart, Pete. No, I'm a man of the people. Verification are for wordle slappies. <laughs> I want it on every platform. Pete, I'll let you go before me and take your router. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing that I did with T Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got to read it. It's super chat. Derek, uh, $10. Malden puffs a fat one. <laughs> Classic Malden puffing a fat one. <laughs> uh, I wish everyone here knew. And if, if, I wish you guys could all drive through Malden just so you'd even have a better image of what Derek is saying. It, it, Malden <laughs> does, dare I say, puff a fat one. Um, I will say uh, George Kittle, uh, highest scoring uh, player in this game. I'm doing the same as the T Higgins, but with George Kittle over here. I was really trying hard to think of like a Malden Henry David Thoreau joke. And I was like, who am I making this for? <laughs> I there isn't one. Go for Malden, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go try it. Walden, Malden, more like Walden. I don't know. <laughs> don't quit your day job specs. Uh, all right. For my ride or die pick, I will go. Um, George Kittle, three pancake blocks, 10 points. No, who's no one's grading that? Get the hell out of here. Uh, this might be the roughest stretch of the show you've ever had from that no, Malden joke fair. to that's three okay. George Kittle pancake blocks. I mean, I, did, I wasn't being serious. I just wanted to shit on your George Kittle take. That's all. That's all. Land the um, plane, Specs. I will say what? All right. So at this point, I, I think we know what Cooper Cup is. What if Odell were to outscore Cooper Cup? Is that is that a 10-pointer? I think that's a 10-pointer. Half the projection, it looks like. Normally, Justin, the way... And I hate giving Spags what is probably a slightly cheeky bet, but normally if there's 10 points of projection difference or more, I'll give the 10-pointer. I mean, I get it, but... Uh... It's if you want to, if you want to overrule him, it would honestly bring me a lot of joy. So tell it, him to. It's clearly not a ten pointer. What would I you mean, say it is? Like a like a seven or eight? Nine. Okay. All right. No deal. Spags, our guest. All right. I mean, our guest said so. Sorry. Nothing Odell outscores him by one and a half. Are we? This is unfair. This is <laughs> Justin. You're you're the kind one. I feel like you're supposed to be. Nice. Give him the number. Set. Give him the line that yeah, Odell has to. I'm taking whatever the line is. All right, I, I'm actually using our rangefinder player comparison tool here to compare Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup. And uh, let's see what we come up with here. This is obviously going to be using DraftKings scoring. And uh, let's see, it's taking just a second to load. 86% of the time, Cooper Cup outscores Odell Beckham Jr. So I, I think you're pretty close to being right on the money there with the 10-pointer there because that's uh, actually uh, – that, that, Let's go. Uh, Beckham has to outscore him by by four points, though. Just just a little four. Bit yeah, that's is he gonna that's do it or not? Spags? This is a ten pointer. But that's the cut on the four percent differential of likelihood. Is <laughs> four points? Please don't argue with our guests. Spags. Sports I think book just has terrible. Very... I will say that three and a half. Then right. So we're saying yes, outscore him by three and a half. Do you want to say that Justin puffs a fat one? <laughs> With that ruling, <laughs> no, I don't have the ten dollars to give to your <laughs> losing it all. My George Kittle pancake block props. Right. Uh, there we go. So that covers it pretty well, I'd say. Also, uh, our guy Slap Nick Prospect sending me a Scott Simpson tweet during the show. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep an eye on upcoming fantasy analysts and fucking it up for everybody. Yeah, you've had a rough show, man. 
like a baby brain, right? Baby brain, that's a thing. For I think for women more so. Justin, you have kids, right? Yeah, baby brain. Yeah, I've got two. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Classic baby brain. Justin, give the people the plug one more time. Of course, they should be following you on Twitter at Justin Freeman18. Yeah, go uh and then go check out Run the Sims. Um there's a pretty decent chance we'll do a really special promo for the Super Bowl. So just follow uh, myself and uh, and Pete as well uh, on Twitter. We'll get that word out. Um, we just want everybody to come check out the site and, and see if it's for you, see if you like it. Um, you have to figure out exactly uh, you know uh, how it works and everything. So go ahead and get used to it there. Uh, obviously, you know, I mentioned we're doing things a little bit differently than uh, the way it's kind of always been done. So uh, yeah, come check us out. Follow me on Twitter at Justin Freeman 18. And uh, thanks, both of you guys, for having me. All right. So, yeah, and then we got one more super chat from Derek on the way out saying, Chris, use this to crack a joke. Pete, I've made you money now on this show, and I feel like that deserves all the credit. Yeah, no, actually, I get I get the money, and I get to watch you try to make a joke on the spot. So, by all means. Uh, I have a joke for you. His name is Peter Overzet. Oh, God. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get paid enough for that burn. Follow at Peter Overzet on Twitter. Follow at Justin Freeman 18 once more. And follow at Chris X Trico saying, Derek treating the show like a high-class scripter now. Just throwing pens at it. Look, we Pete yesterday was putting his ass on the stream, and now we're finally getting the respect we deserve. <laughs> uh justin i apologize for uh bringing you into this mess but uh it was great uh hanging out with you today for sure guys let's do it again go check, out, check out run the sims and really go it'll add value to your life so go do that right now we'll be back on monday 2 30 eastern time recapping everything of note from the conference championships so we'll see you guys then and make sure to follow at splash play pod and go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe as well run the sims footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe two places to be signing up for yourself to get better data and access to football analytics in your life so go check them out now have a great weekend win money see you soon